Hello and welcome to the Industrial 5G interview series. I'm your host, Linda Ligios, Senior Innovation Partner at Digital Catapult. In this series, we explore how 5G is changing the world of manufacturing logistics by speaking to some of the most innovative leaders and industry experts who are at the forefront of 5G adoption in the UK. We will give you an inside view onto real-life deployments of 5G that are demonstrating productivity increases, efficiencies and resilience. And we will also discuss the challenges that must be tackled to foster wider adoption. In this series, we've been talking to manufacturers who are looking at adopting 5G in their sectors. But today we want to speak also to those who are developing the technology that support the use cases of early adopters in manufacturing. And I'm really delighted to have today Dr. Kersta Pangowski, who is the CEO and co-founder of Vision Intelligence, who develops edge AI vision solutions that help manufacturers become more productive, compliant and energy efficient. Hello, Krista. It's a pleasure to have you today. Hi, Linda. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Wonderful. So let's crack on and really get into our uh, questions today. Um, so first of all, I mean, I know that Vision Intelligence started its journey just over 18 months ago. So you're very, a very young company, but you're already jumping on the 5G wagon. Can you tell us more about what innovation you are bringing to the market and, and also why 5G is important to you? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the innovation that we're bringing to market revolves around applying advanced artificial intelligence in vision systems that sit at the edge, which means on the factory floor. And the reason why 5G is very, very important here is because of this visual information, parts of this also has to be looked at and analyzed in the cloud when we start to look at big data and so on. And 5G enables a secure, rapid and low latency environment in which we, we can actually do that. Okay. And, and some of those uh, use cases, I uh, understand you've been exploring them a bit more detail in some innovation programs that you have joined. Can you tell us more about, for example, Spring, which is the UK's first 5G commercial application accelerator? Absolutely. So within the Spring uh, Accelerator, a number of companies such as my company, bring their uh, existing or semi-developed solutions and look at how 5G will either enable or significantly enhance them. We do this with the support of the Spring Accelerator and Wira, uh, but very importantly, we do this on the test beds and within use cases that are interesting to end users. So the end users, if you look on the website, are the likes of BAM Nuttall, Denso, BAE Systems, and so on. And even these large companies are also trying to understand what the real benefits are uh, of 5G. And by proposing use cases and working with SMEs that can move very rapidly to innovate, we believe that we can get to, get to that, those innovation steps and answer those questions from a use per case perspective uh, far more readily. Okay, and also, can you tell us, I mean, what has been so far your experience of working also with our consortium partners and really seeing the technology in real life, you know, in a, in a testbed environment? 
Well, first of all, it's, it's very interesting and nice to see the amount of excitement, both from the ultimate end users, as well as the companies that are developing the technologies. The experience has actually been incredibly smooth, given that this is a relatively new technology. And the reason for that really is because of the, the great support that um, you know, Digital Catapult, the technologists uh, therein are able to provide with their expertise. So that gives us a, a very nice platform on which to uh, develop these use cases. That's wonderful. And I'm also quite impressed that you, you're not only uh, working, uh, I mean, you've joined this accelerator, but you're also participating in, uh, in another program, which is the WM5G with a aerospace. Um, and you are trialing for specific use cases there as well. What specific business challenges are you trying to address with those trials? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right. We, we have definitely jumped onto the 5G uh, train uh, because this technology we see is extremely important. With AE Aerospace, they have uh, some very interesting challenges in that their production of the parts that they make for various aerospace OEMs are done in, in a distributed manner, which means that part of the process is done at their site, uh, and then another part of the process is, spent, is sent to um, specialist houses such as coatings houses and so on. And of course, being able to see the part move throughout that production chain is important from the point of view of compliance, but also tracing any errors that may arise. And where 5G comes in, when you think about the, the vision aspects of our technology, which is the automated defect detection system, it allows us to compare parts before and after they arrive at various points, meaning that we can very rapidly uh, identify the root cause of any issues that arise and make sure that they don't happen again. And again, to mention the reason why 5G is important for this is because it allows a secure, rapid transfer of this data that often goes into the many, many, many gigabytes. Yeah. And being able to transfer that data rapidly back and forth is incredibly important in a secure and private environment. That's true. And obviously, you know, there are many benefits that are, that are now coming across from other trials. You kind of touched upon the efficiency, but there's also an element of saving and maybe reducing waste. Where do you see 5G playing a kind of a role maybe in the sort of carbon emissions and the reduction in, in the zero agenda overall? So for me, this is a relatively simple uh, answer. Of course, it, it belies the actual complexity of the technology that has to be developed. But if you can't measure something and get that data to where it needs to get to, um, you're not going to be able to make any real change. So if you can't measure it, you can't know what's gone wrong. Now, to get to carbon net zero, ultimately, we're going to need, I believe, to create a far broader sensor network amongst manufacturers to be able to diagnose all aspects of production. So in many cases, if you like, you know, a, a factory has a material and energy input then information is uh, overlaid on top of that and a product uh, come out. But what happens in between are extremely complex processes that would require many, many sensors uh, to, to really understand where the inefficiencies actually lie. And the 5G ability to have very large data sets being transferred uh, across these networks is exactly the enabling technology is going to help us to be able to achieve that. And obviously, I mean, you know, you're still kind of um, trialing and, and testing. Has there been any any kind of unexpected finding that have come from those trials? Anything maybe you hadn't thought about that has been a bit kind of revealing for you? 
Well, I honestly thought when, when we were going into this that the, the 5G capability would be a lot less than it actually was. So certainly with the West Midlands 5G and the spring test beds were surprisingly advanced. I guess because I hadn't really come across the core technologies before, my expectation was that perhaps that we would get, I don't know, you, you know, almost like board level components flying around and trying to integrate that stuff ourselves. But what we... Uh, were very pleasantly surprised by it was the, the the seamless integration of our systems with their networks. It almost felt like there was no difference in experience to what you might find in a in a consumer product, and that it's in itself is actually incredibly important and powerful because the level of integration complexity can often be the the failing point of of new technology within a manufacturing setting. So that was a very positive uh, surprise for us. And in terms of challenges for you, you know, this is quite a fairly new thing. And, you know, your company is still kind of young and trying to, I guess, find the feet and, and, and kind of explore uh, also uh, the market and, and opportunities. What has been the main challenge for you, would you say, in, in, in both the Accelerator and, and the WM5G program? Well, it's very much uh, back down to the use cases themselves. The field of play that that is opened up with 5G almost throws so many potential ideas on the table that the challenge is really uh, sifting through that and picking out the uh, you know the the gold dust, if you like, uh, that that actually is the the new killer app uh, within a um, a 5G environment. So that really is the is the challenge, and it remains so. And what about, I mean, obviously there, there are many other innovators out there, they're seeing, you know, the opportunity that 5G can offer, they're thinking, you know, I need to make my product ready. What would you see uh, as the barriers for them, you know, as a digital tech provider to implementing 5G in a manufacturing setting? Yeah, absolutely. So, so there are some really interesting technical challenges that need to be overcome. So let's take a hypothet- semi-hypothetical scenario like ours. Okay, so we already have a solution that is, if you like, packaged, uh, you know, uh, commercialized, and it's essentially kind of an out-of-the-box solution with certain limitations without 5G. Now, at the moment, what we have to do, for example, is to connect our core technology to the to the network. And now we can do this one of several ways. One, we can buy dongles, you know, or you know, CPE. Um, you know, connectors, which is essentially the part that allows our technology to speak with a 5G network. But ultimately, where we need to get to is that that 5G capability is built into our product. And at the moment, it is very hard to find the right, um, you know, technology provider that is able to actually sell, if you like, board level 5G components with enough documentation and support. And of course, not at such a deep level that, you know, companies like myself, uh, like like mine, who are not 5G experts, can actually integrate it with relative ease, and then start to work on the use cases. That makes sense. And I think we we have uh, seen some other challenges coming also from the project and, and the initial thinking that uh, you know 5g is a solution in a box um, which is not so uh, but there's also changes that need to happen definitely in terms of the availability of uh, 5g enabled devices and everything that needs to be 
uh, ready, let's say, to, to be implemented in a manufacturing setting. And there's so many uh, playing different parts in it. Um, and when it comes to the technology startup, do you think then, is there anything else that maybe needs to change? You know, obviously you've been lucky enough, I guess, to, to be part of two programs that are giving you that expertise. What would you say would be the next step to help SMEs and uh, technology innovators be ready to utilize 5G capabilities? Uh, two things, you know, we, we are the, the trailblazers, certainly in the UK on this technology. So my company, as well as many other companies that are involved in the various use cases across manufacturing, built environments, entertainment, media, and so on, is for companies that are looking to potentially get involved in 5G projects or try to put out their own commercial solutions out there, is really to, you know, look, <laughs> look at the challenges uh, that, that we had. And uh, as part of that, I believe that uh, certainly we will be, but many other companies are going to be putting out white papers on their experiences. So certainly look out for that. And second, the second part, the more technology-centric parts, I would just refer back to my previous uh, comments. The availability of the uh, 5G subcomponents that can be easily integrated into uh, you know, various devices. Those programs, obviously, you know, they've been uh, quite, uh, you know, a good learning learning curve, I guess. Um, what would be the kind of most precious maybe learning that you will take into the next phase of development for vision intelligence? All of this really is about Internet of Things data. Yeah. And I think what a lot of companies tend to do is they look for the golden nuggets, right? This kind of the one chunk of golden data or a use case that is all encompassing. That is not the case. And I believe anybody looking for that is going to uh, probably face some serious barriers. The way to look at it is, is that the data provision that is enabled by these technologies is like a gold mine. But don't look for the golden nuggets. Look for the gold dust. And you're going to find a lot of it. <laughs> nice um, analogy there. Um, so, and um, yeah, what's, what's coming next then for vision intelligence, both in terms of uh, projects, maybe also, you know, 5G adoption? So in terms of 5G adoption, the, the next step for us is to put together a project that's going to enable our edge AI systems to have integrated 5G capability. That's going to be a very, very important project for us because it's going to allow visual agency, you know, basically anywhere where there is coverage. That means uh, that our technologies and the hardware that we develop, as well as the software uh, and the artificial intelligence systems that power them, will essentially be fully remote agents providing vision intelligence anywhere in the world. So that's very important for us. In terms of the business side, I would, I would say that developing these use cases further um, is really what's going to be the, um, the, the key here. And that is what we're working with the, uh, the products and challenge owners within the Spring Network. That's great. And um, now to, just wanted to, I'd like to conclude with a kind of one sentence for us, kind of looking a bit at the future of industrial 5G. What do you think is going to help kind of accelerate a digital transformation? Because at the end of the day, you know, 5G is an enabler kind of goes alongside all the other technologies. What do you think is going to happen in the next five years? What is going to be, do you think, the key, uh, key changer? What 5G enables are revolutionary products and use cases that were not possible with current and existing technologies. But the way we're going to get there is not going to be in one fell swoop and in a kind of a revolution. Suddenly we've got 5G everywhere. The deployment and development of 5G technologies across the country is going to have to work side by side and in step 
as those use cases mature. So if either one runs too far ahead of the other, I think we're going to have a, a hard time. But if we're, if we're considered uh, in our approach and if we work side by side with the technology and network implementation uh, side, as well as really working with the ultimate end users, I believe that small uh, and medium uh, enterprises, startups that can very rapidly innovate could actually be the, uh, you know, the driving force that, um, that pushes this technology forward. So maybe more collaboration, more accelerators to really help um, startups and uh, adopters kind of come together to understand what a technology can really do and enable. In short, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Kirsta. It's been a pleasure to have you today. Thank you for sharing your insights from the programs. And of course, we wish you good luck uh, on your future next steps. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Thank you.